0: Connect to more.
1: It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, is Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football!
0: Won't stop raining, but that's okay. We need it anyways. And there's all sorts of sports to watch, including the NBA. So that is a good thing. Welcome in. It's Nuanas now, your one stop shop for all things sports each and every weekday around the great state of Montana, right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Whoever you're watching in, SWX Montana Television around the great state of Montana. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director, is in studio with me, Colter Nuanez, as he does each and every Wednesday. You want to listen to the show on any of your mobile devices, your computer, your laptop, your iPad, your cell phone, go to the station website, 1029ESPN.com, click on Listen Live. You want to watch this on YouTube. YouTube channel's looking great. Tommy and Reese have both got the graphics rolling and uh, the ticker and all that stuff. So that's been fun to watch the development of that. You can uh, just subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of new subscribers lately, so that's fun. So keep on doing that. And if you want to give us a call, we got a new phone number, 888-1029. Easy to remember, 406-888-1029. Give us a call, shoot us a text, any of that stuff. You're going to want to remember that because we do have Wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you a little later on in the first hour of this show since it is a Wednesday. We're going to get things started by talking a little NFL and a little NBA here off the top. About 4.30, we'll have our Garden City Spotlight. It's featuring somebody from just outside of the Garden City, but an awesome athlete in her own right, Carly Van Heater. She is a senior javelin thrower at the uh, for the Montana State Bobcats. She was actually supposed to join us last week, but then uh, I got sick. That interview fell through, but she's now in College Station, Texas, preparing for the NCAA West Regionals. But this young lady had um, a throw of a lifetime, honestly, the Big Sky Conference Championships. On her third and final throw of the finals, she broke the school record by more than three feet and earned gold... Uh, in the Javelin and qualified for the NCAA West Regional. So she'll join us uh, from, from uh, just about 4.30. She's from Plains, Montana, by the way, so just a little bit outside Missoula, but still part of our Garden City spotlight. We'll some trivia for you with a chance to win wings. And then we're also going to talk about, uh, during our ESPN roundtable, the in-state recruiting battle in college football, particularly in the state of Montana, and what does it actually mean? Because Montana State, Jeff Choate did a great job of talking about the in-state recruiting battle and praising... himself and his staff were winning the in-state recruiting battle. But what has it actually yielded the two teams? When you actually break down the rosters, who were the big-time battles, the big-time wins? There was hardly any at all on either side. And who are the big-time players? There's only a few real star players from the state of Montana for either Montana or Montana State. So what does that mean? What does the in-state recruiting battle actually mean? Did Montana State win it as much as they say they did over the last couple years? And is that a factor, the factor, a factor at all in Montana State, dominating the rivalry over the last four matchups on the uh, on the actual football field, and then we're also going to talk a little golf as well, um, and we're going to get into um, the new rule in the Big Sky Conference. Interest uh, conference transfers now allowed in the Big Sky Conference. We got big news as well. This is the uh, this is the news of the day around the state and the region. I don't really even know what I think of this yet. I'm still trying to sort of compartmentalize it. But the match, the fourth iteration of the match, which was first started with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, is now going to be on its fourth edition. And uh, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady versus Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers will take place in all places. Big Sky, Montana. On one hand, it's awesome publicity for the st- for us, the state of Montana. There's, I mean, there hasn't been a sporting event of this caliber that's happened in Montana. And I don't know, in my lifetime, I don't think. On the other hand, I'm just so conflicted by it. Because first of all, <laughs> Big Sky and, and the Yellowstone Club and Moonlight Basin and all that. It, if anybody that's from Montana, or even the, if you're a proud resident of Montana, if you're not from here... That's very different than what Montana's like. Big Sky is not your quintessential small Montana town. In fact, it's the complete opposite. It's the antithesis of pretty much everything Montana. So I hope people don't get the wrong idea. I just I, I sort of worry about what people think about the state of Montana right now because you think about. The show Yellowstone, and now this match, and it's all spinning this narrative of what this state is and what it's about that is largely just not what it is and not what it's about. But here nor there, it is cool that we're going to have some of these guys uh, in the state. I just don't really know what the access is going to be like. Is any of us going to be able to go? Is any person that's a normal guy going to be able to afford it? I don't. I really have no idea. But it will be cool to have uh, the hubbub of, of big time celebrities in the state of Montana. So, um, what do you? I mean, what do you think of this, Rainey?
1: I just. Selfishly, I just hope that, you know, we get a media pass. I, I that's was all that's I care it.
0: about. My roommate was like, we're yeah. going to get tickets? And I was like, bro, there's no way we're going to be able to afford tickets. Unless you want to, like, sell your car. I don't think we're yeah. going to afford tickets. But I was like, maybe we can swing some media passes. I don't know. So we'll see. That would be epic. Um I don't think they'll let us. Really? No. Why not? I, I bet you they'll let... I don't know. Are they really going to let, like... You and I ask Phil Mickelson questions in like a
1: post. No, no, maybe not. But like TV, we, I bet but, you they will. But they let us go though. Sure, right. And, and attend it because it's shoot, in Montana. Shoot highlights and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I I don't know about shoot highlights, but like we'll probably, they just probably not. Us, They'll like, probably let us go. It'll probably be like a, like an NCAA tournament type of uh, thing where like you can't shoot any of your own stuff. You can't even like shoot your own press conference. They'll just, like, give you the feed. Sure. But you you can can go and we could do live shots from there, that kind of stuff, you know. I I, One, okay, so, and we could get into this too if you want, but, like, you know, obviously Bryson is kind of a guy that's just out there um, that's being talked about in golf right now, which is awesome. Phil, obviously, just coming off the PGA. And then you have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, who are the, like, two most talked about NFL players right now. So, like, to me, like, it's a, it's a fantastic group of four. We just need Brooks Kepka to be the sideline reporter, and then we're, we've got it perfectly down.
0: You I mean, know? I just hope that they bring a lifetime supply of Kleenex because there's <laughs> three of the four biggest crybabies on the planet played in that. Phil Biggleson is the only one that's not <laughs> just crybaby all the time. Aaron Rodgers is driving me
1: nuts, man. Let's like, get it together. I, I agree with you. I, I like, and, I mean, I, I sort of understand some of what he's coming like where he's coming from I do too he's talking about it too much though but it's just yeah exactly just come out and just say what you want to say right you know like it, but he's going to drag this on he's and then the packers are going to drag it on and it's just a, he's acting as his own but that's what he wants he wants oh, it to be i i totally
0: get it and it's part of his personality and it's part of what makes him polarizing but at this point uh, you, you you sit you sit here and it's not just like you made a statement or you said a little soundbite during a press conference. He's gone out of his way to do multiple long form interviews on national radio and TV shows, talking about the ins and outs of the details of why he hates
1: the Green Bay Packers. How does he go back there? Like if you if you're if you're I think he just wants to put the wrench. Like he just wants to make them like have to sit and just you know, toil with this, uh, you know, because sure, he's, wasn't he in Hawaii right now or something like that? I'm sure he's somewhere. Yeah. He, I mean, I saw like, he's, he's like on vacation right now. So he just shows up, does a virtual thing with Kenny Maine, talks about the culture being bad. He's obviously targeting just the front office of the Packers. And then, he just, yeah, and then he just goes on his, on his vacation and is chilling while the Packers are just like twiddling their thumbs and they have no idea what to do. And, and that's exactly what he wants.
0: But what, what happens if they don't trade him? How do you go back to that? Like, what what happens if he has to play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers? The
1: Packers, the Packers have to come to him and like be like, okay, these are the changes that are going to be made. Sure. Alex Smith was on with kind of Colin Cowherd today, mm. and it was very interesting. I hope he actually makes the transition into the media. <laughs> it was very, he's a very, smart it was guy. very interesting about him talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation because he asked him, "What was it like when you were in Kansas City and they took Patrick Mahomes?" And he said that Kansas City throughout the entire process, multiple times, over and over again, every single time, told him everything about like what their plans were, how he felt about it, that they were going to get Mahomes if they can get him for this kind of price, like this, this, and that. And we're completely open with him the entire time. And he said like that's how it has to be. And he understands why Rodgers is pissed if they didn't tell him anything, because he's like, you have to... When you're the right. guy like him, you have to tell him stuff. Yeah, And so like that is where Grive messed up. And now they have to deal with... Like so like I understand like Rogers has that the right to have that beef, but he's just taking it to another level and it's getting kind of annoying, but like that's what he wants what the Packers have to deal with and it's kinda great.
0: He He is just so exhausting sometimes. He I I, I get that he's a very smart guy. He's obviously a very emotional guy. But he just can't stop crying. It's just so annoying. I I, I want to like him because I love watching him play. I I just it's gonna, I, this is gonna last a while. It, what's gonna last? Oh, well, I mean, if you've been following what's going on? Regardless of him making statements in the media or whatever, his like sideline antics and his body language and the way he just complains during games. This has been going on for years. Yeah, this so, has been going on before. I mean, this this got um how how my how's his name escaping? Mike McCarthy fired. I mean, th- this has been going for years. He already got the coach fired and got a new coach brought in.
1: The look of, like, disinterest. Like, so there's, there have been some games, like, when they played the Bucks in the regular season and got throttled. Mm-hmm. Like, he, the look of, like... Just pure apathy. Yeah. Like... Just doesn't give a care. No. And for me, like, as a Chargers fan and, and watching Phillip Rivers for his whole career... Right. It's so hard. It's so weird for me to see because... He's like the complete polar opposite. Like he just mm-hmm. wears all of his emotions on his sleeve. And yeah, Rogers is just a different cat, man.
0: Too smart for his own good. He should just go beyond jeopardy. And leave me alone. us now, 1029, ESPN, Missoula. Statewide television, SWX, Montana TV. What do you think of Aaron Rodgers 888-1029. 406-888-1029. Send us a text. Be involved in the show. Reese can forward those along to me. Let's talk a little more NFL before we get into some NBA stuff. So Tommy
3: can forward them along too. Oh, Tommy's you. back. Okay. It's Tommy in the back. Hey, thank good
0: Welcome back, And Tommy. also,
3: by the way, your phone can receive calls. It's not sure. just strictly a text line. Oh,
0: I, I fully understand. I'm, I'm just catering to the people, man. Catering to the masses. People are very scared to call these days. You think so? They really like texting. Do you agree mm-hmm. with that, Sean? Yeah, people are, people
3: are texting. They're texters. They're texters. They're texters. They're texters. All right. Yeah.
0: We should do a poll about it. it, it well, it's, it's like we we call people from time to time from our station line yeah. to give away prizes. And, and when was the last time we called somebody? We had a sweet prize to give them that they answered the first time. <laughs> Good point. It, it, it never three, happens. It takes three well, no, calls. Nobody ever, they,
1: you never answer your phone now if you don't know the number. Right. Ever. Right. But, e, but even
0: most of the people that are, are trying to win prizes around here... They know the number. Even if they, if they look at it, they know because they called it or whatever. I don't it's, know, man. I've changed your number four times. Well, now. that's true. So maybe that's they don't. true. <laughs> that's true. Well, this one's here to stay. Eight 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 one zero two nine. So you can call us or text if you want to be a part of the show. Want to call us? Great. Come on, jump on. Give us a call. Or you can text us and
1: we will... I, uh, I run into so many people that say like, oh, I was listening. I was going to call in and I just didn't. And I'm I always know. like, just do it. Just call, call. in. I like, know. There's no like... Wor- I don't know if you're worried about sounding stupid. It's like, I sound stupid. Like, don't worry about it. Like, it's pit radio, baby. That's what yeah, we're here just to do. Call, just call in. Say anything. It's like, improv, it's baby. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I know. It's so funny. I get that comment too. I run into somebody at least once a week. Hey, do you remember when you guys were talking about this? Yeah, yeah I do.
1: I, w- I was gonna call in, but I didn't. But here's what I was gonna say: It's like, dude, that's a great take. Call. I know my neighbor Scott. Who? Oh, you yeah. know. Oh yeah. Scooter. You, yeah, you knew him in high school. Yeah. He's, he listens all the time. Yeah. He knows both of us. Of course. I was like, call, and he's like, I was gonna call in. And I was like, dude, just call in, Scott. If you're call. Listening, call in. Right.
0: Scott Schwartz, baby. <laughs> Calls, like,
1: and he's a Packers fan,
0: so come he is on. He's a Packers fan, man. Scooter's great. <laughs> uh, we can have Scooter on anytime. Anyways, you want to be a part of it? Eight 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 one zero two nine. We're happy to have you whether you call us or text us or whatever. Okay, Julio Jones, speaking of guys wanting out, see, this is, I don't have a problem with guys wanting to change their situation or improve their situation, especially if they're an elite player who's reached the end of their their time, end of the road at the spot that they're in. Julio Jones couldn't have been better for the Atlanta Falcons over the last nearly decade. I mean, he's he has been one of the three most productive receivers in the league every single season that he's been in Atlanta. And, he basically just said, yeah, I'm out of here. The time is done. But that, I, that is fine with me. I like that. Just keep it simple. When someone asks you questions, like, yeah, no, ship's sailed. It's over. I'm out. You don't need to hash out the drama. You don't need to tell, tell the whole world why you want to break up with your girlfriend. Just break up with your girlfriend. If Julio Jones is on the move, which all signs point to the fact that he will be, he will obviously be a massive um, desirable commodity for, for very many... NFL teams, but what do you think in terms of the best fits for him? Where where are the most realistic or, or uh, best places he could go? I mean, because you could obviously so, say, like, the I mean, if the Kansas City Chiefs well, got course. Julio Jones, but, that's but ridiculous. Not a, no, but but that's like, not going to
1: happen. No, but like a, a fit and a need. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I've missed the show this week of listening. We've been, you know, this is the last week of high school sports, been kind of slammed. Uh-huh. Did you Have you talked about like the Shannon Sharp interview? Uh-uh, no. Tell the people like, cause did, did you listen to it? I have not. No. Okay. Tell so, me, I, I'm interested. So Shannon Sharp was doing, what is it? First take or what, you know, one of those shows, His FS1, show was the one with Bayless. Skip Bayless, whatever it's called. I don't listen to that. Oh, I don't watch that. Oh crap. man. <laughs> um, it, it rots your brain. So he's doing it and they're talking about Julio Jones. And so they're like, they asked him like, uh, skip, cause he thinks everybody's going to go to the Cowboys or something. Like that. He's like. Julio, you know, wants to go to the Cowboys or something. And Shannon's like, "No, he's staying or whatever." And he's like, "We'll call him up." So Shannon calls him on the phone live, and oh, he's wow. like, "Julio, what's up?" And he's just like, "Oh, nothing. Just about to go hang out with my brother." And like, it's like saying things that you don't say like in a live interview. Sure. And he goes, "Are you staying or like what's going?" on He's like, "No, man, I'm out of there." And did was, he know he was on? I the don't think show? he knew. Like oh, and, man! And people have like tried to ask Fox if and like find out if he knew he was on air or not, and, like, there hasn't been an answer. But if you listen to it, it he did not know that he was on air. Oh, man. Which is kind of crazy. A, that's a good like,
0: way to get in trouble,
1: man. Yeah, well, and, like, why would – he's, like, you know, that might completely burn his relationship with Shannon Sharp now. Sure. You know, but, like, yeah, he was just like, nah, man, I'm out of there. And, like, the way he was talking was very not Julio Jones because we never hear from Julio. Like, he – like, do you remember one – Ever, one instance ever of him doing an interview where you remember like what he said or anything?
0: Uh, yes, only because it was with Nick Saban. There was the interview where he and Saban were talking about the culture of Alabama and, and Julio. James yeah, but and other than that, like you
1: never hear from him. No, never.
0: No, and hardly so at all.
1: He just didn't. It's not the kind of guy that's just going to go on and, and talk like that. So that was interesting. Um, as far as fits and stuff, so the Falcons have kind of said that they would prefer not to trade him to an NFC team. So if we take that into account, they also said they want a first-round pick. I don't think they're going to get one. Maybe like a, a two and a four or something like that. But I don't think you're getting a first-round pick for a 32-year-old wide receiver who's been often injured, especially lately in his career, and is owed you know 15 million plus a year for a few years. I just you're not going to get a first-round pick for that. Um, and obviously the one that's been kind of floating around, but I think it is just the obvious best fit is the Tennessee Titans because that's a good one. They lost Corey Davis. They, they have, like, no other good wide receivers, really, besides uh, A.J. Brown. And they're a good team that has made the playoffs. Where Corey Davis go? I missed that. Um, Where did he go? I want
0: to say, like, the Jets or something like I've, that. I've had to listen about Corey Davis more than any other player that's largely irrelevant because he's a uh, Western Michigan alum, as is our good oh, uh, friend Ryan Tutell. So Ryan's been trying to tell me that Corey is it Davis the jets is, is i
1: do it might have been like the jets uh, i think i, I think the, it actually might the,
0: be the i think that actually is right it's the new york jets good job
1: yeah, yeah. yep yep um you know so they signed uh Josh Reynolds from the, the rams mm-hmm. but he was like you know their fourth wide receiver sure. so pretty much besides AJ Brown they really like don't have anybody and AJ Brown is like going on social media and like doing like this whole sales pitch to try and get Julio to go there but i do think that that would be a really good fit because Julio said he wants to go to a winning team and Tennessee is pretty good. They're in a you know pretty win winnable uh, division. Um, people have been throwing the Patriots out there, but I don't know. Like, if you're Julio, do you really want Cam Newton throwing you the football? Like, yeah, you'd be like the clear guy, and you'd be on a good team. But like, do you want who? Do you want Cam throwing you the football? Well, so
0: I know that I am in the vast minority when it comes to my opinions of Cam Newton. I still think Cam Newton can play. From what I saw last year, I thought Cam Newton got hurt. The week after the Patriots took the Seahawks down the wire, Cam Newton, i think uh, to, to me, I'm not a doctor, i didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, but I saw Cam Newton take a hard fall on his shoulder and then he was short-arming his throws for the whole rest of the year. I think Cam Newton still got some juice left in the tank, and I also think if you paired Cam Newton with Julio Jones, who would be by far the best receiver Cam Newton's ever played with, that that could they, it could be mutual. They could they could both help each other improve. I, I think that Julio would make any quarterback that he goes and plays with better. I, I'm not sure though.
1: Yeah, um, but I I kind of like Tennessee. Um, I haven't heard this one floated out there, and I don't know the, their cap situation. But what about Buffalo? That's pretty good. Pair him with uh, with Diggs. I mean, you wonder. I, I, <laughs> Because
0: we haven't heard much from Julio, we don't really know what he prioritizes other than being good. Yeah, at I mean, football. going from
1: in a dome in Atlanta, I mean, he, he's, to he's outside. A, well, in he, Buffalo. And
0: and and to this point in his football life, he's basically stayed in the same area the whole time. I mean, he's he's from Georgia. He played for the for Alabama. I mean, and Buffalo then,
1: would be a big culture change. Exactly, there, yeah.
0: exactly. And you know, I I do think that that sort of stuff is is in, in certain ways. If you have a special player like Josh Allen that can that lures guys to town. It can sort of overcome that stigma of, hey, I'm from the South. I don't want to go live in Buffalo. But also Julio Jones is, I mean, he's like a legend in where he's yeah. from. So I don't know if you would want to leave that region.
1: My third AFC team would be the Chargers because yeah. you got a rookie quarterback on that rookie deal so yeah. they can afford the cap hit Yep. outside of Keenan and Mike Williams. They got a bunch of young guys and obviously Julio would pair really, really, really well with Keenan Allen. And then you get a Mike Williams kind of on the outside as kind of the third guy. So I think having that awesome quarterback on a rookie deal, you'd be able to afford it. And, you know, it would be kind of like the, you know, the arms race in the AFC West trying to keep up. And I think that could be a good fit, but I don't know if he thinks that the Chargers are good enough to maybe win at this point. I think that they are, if, if they could stay healthy and get all the right breaks, um, NFC, there's really not a lot of teams in the NFC, and they would never do it. But I honestly think the best fit would be the Saints because mm. they got Michael Thomas, yeah, and that's about it. But there's just no way ever that the, the, the Falcons would trade him to the Saints. It's just it's just not happening. But there's really no other like great fit. Maybe the Bears, but I don't see him going to like Andy Dalton slash rookie quarterback in a environment in Chicago where it's like not the best passing situation. So. I don't know. I'm going to go Tennessee, Buffalo, LA. Duane is now 1029 ESPN,
0: Missoula, SWX Montana TV, around the great state of Montana. Where do you think Julio Jones should go? Call us, Texas, 888 1029. It's easy, 406 888 1029. A text from a listener, lifelong Packers fan here. Trade Rodgers to Seattle for Russell Wilson. What do you think of that?
1: It's not gonna, no. This is not going to happen. Why would, C- why would Seattle do that? Right. Is, uh, how, what, what do you do think you have- of the Russell
0: Wilson situation in Seattle? How, I, I think he's not long for that, that spot. Do you, what do you think, though?
1: I think he's just trying to flex his muscles a little bit.
0: Right. I think he's, I think he's trying to get to Vegas because he wants Sierra to have a, a, a little show on the strip and, and make a bunch of money. Maybe, sure. That's I, the, I just don't...
1: That, I just... I don't understand. Like, why would you... I don't think... I, it just doesn't really make sense. Like, if I'm Seattle, I don't don't really know why I would do that. Unless well, Russ is, like, so unhappy that he just wants out. Right.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how these organizations deal with these guys anymore because, I mean... Player empowerment, player rights—it's in some ways a positive thing, and in other ways, it's just
1: utterly exhausting. I mean, unfortunately, as a Chargers fan, I mean, Denver makes a lot of sense. Oh, for Julio? No, oh, for for, for, Russ? for Rogers. For Rogers, for sure, because they have the offensive weapons, and they have some draft capital that they could send and like send a good defensive player. I also think, I think Washington would be a, a great fit. Because I think Washington's defense is top three in the league, and if you pair Aaron Rodgers with Terry McLaurin, dude, I think Terry McLaurin might be the, scary. Terry, I think he might be the best player in the NFL that people don't really think of being the best player. Dude, he is so good. He is good, and he's I doing it. And maybe, he's been doing it with nobody at quarterback. I, I would
0: say he's maybe best skill player. I think there's so many guys in that in the league that people don't really know about. Well, yeah, I mean, so as good. far
1: as that, yeah, fancy like, football people, type. It, well, player. people don't know like linemen and stuff. Right, but like, dude, he is so good, and he's been doing it with. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. No offense to Alex Smith. And, and, you know, so like garbage.
0: Who is the actual best player that, that most, the common NFL fan doesn't know about?
1: Oh, I'm sure it's like. I think Corey Lindsey's
0: uh, got to be up there.
1: I mean, he's the best center in the league and most people don't yeah, know who pe- the best center is. Yes, but some people know him because he played for the Packers. And every, Do like, people? They're, they're on so many. It's got to be like a, a lineman on a bad team that's not on TV all the time that doesn't get talked about. Mm. You know? Interesting. And it's, it can't be like a pass rusher. It's got to be like Does an DeForest, interior. Do
0: people know who DeForest Buckner is? Oh, yeah. Because I, I think he's a he's a pretty um, intimidating and... and uh,
1: no, it's probably like... It's just got to be like a guard for like... You know, it's, it's a guard for like a team that's just never on TV. Like, that's probably who it is. Can't think of any of right off the top of my head.
0: Last NFL question for you before we got to move on because Carly Van Heater, Montana State javelin thrower is going to join us here in about, oh, five six minutes. What do you think of Tim Tebow coming back to the NFL? Is this just a full publicity stunt? Is this just Urban Meyer trying to garner some goodwill in his new job with the Jacksonville Jaguars?
1: I don't think it's a publicity stunt. I mean, in every job that you have had or know of, you always just end up like, Bringing in people that you are familiar with, you know for
0: sure. But he hasn't played football in years.
1: Doesn't matter. Like he's just bringing him on for a tryout, basically. Like, right? I don't understand. If like, they
0: give him a roster spot, if he earns a roster spot, great. If they give him a roster spot just to have him on the roster since he's a Jacksonville guy,
1: dumb. That's I. I kinda, yeah, I mean, I think we'll, we can need to change. We'll have the conversation maybe if he makes the roster, right. Until now, it's like, and somebody's like, well, he's, you know, taking the spot of, like, a promising kid that could maybe make it, you know, blah, 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 like, I, whatever. I, everyone that is that knows somebody is given advantages in, in something, you right. know, based on, like, who you know. It's just part of life, and this is what's happening here. So I'm not going to get all, like, get all emotional and, you know, throw a, a tantrum because he's getting a shot. It's like... Everybody gets shots in certain fields or gets certain exceptions because of who they know. It's just life.
0: Tommy, tell me. You say you got another text for me. Yeah, and me.
1: just to bounce off of Sean, you
3: know, I mean, look at the opportunity you have, Coulter, because you know me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, case in point, baby.
0: This uh, is this actually originates from um, once upon a time writing a story about Tucker Sargent for the Montana Kyman. Here I am, 16 years later, sitting in this chair. Amazing how life works. It is amazing. Tell me your text message that you just received on behalf of us here at Nuana's Now, Tommy.
3: We did the great segment about why people should call the show. Sure. I slashed piping hot floco all over myself and missed a call. (laughs) So I texted the number and I said, Hey, I'm sorry that I missed you. (laughs) You got so excited
0: the phone was ringing, you spilled the coffee everywhere.
3: Everywhere. Everywhere. And the person did reply and said, Hi, this is Austin. No worries. I literally wanted to call them because I was thinking of calling, but had nothing to say, and I hope they have a terrible rest of the show.
0: Well, I really hope I really hope it's the Austin that I think it is because he definitely had nothing to say, and uh, that's phenomenal. And if it is the Austin I think it is, then uh, buddy, we're talking NBA here in a little while, to tell, baby. as it well. Is, yeah. It's exactly it's got to be it's got to be Toots number one. Ryan will always be Toots number two. Carly Von Heater. If you want to watch one of the coolest videos you'll see, if you want to see pure unadulterated human joy, go on Twitter and just search Carly Von Heater. Her last name is V-O-N capital H-E-E-D-E-R, Montana State. And watch her Big Sky Conference championship winning javelin throw. She she just nails it. And then when the, when the javelin sticks and the measurement is read, her level of enthusiasm is just so great. It is so fun. So we're going to talk to her about that moment and about competing on one of track and field's biggest stages, Carly Von Heater, Plains, Montana, native Montana State Bobcat women's javelin thrower, up next on Nuana's Now. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual, but it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. I hear the new Black Keys album is is really good. As a resident trailhead, you must know, Tommy. Have you heard it? It's yeah, fire, Coulter. It's absolute yeah. fire. I believe it came out just last... Was it Tuesday or last Tuesday? It's only been out for a couple of weeks, but... Uh,
3: it really goes back to their early records. It's just classic blues, mm-hmm. as opposed to all this top 40 stuff. It's great. Definitely recommend you check it out.
0: Hmm. I think every Black Keys song sounds the exact same, but that's here nor there. Go check it out, because I bet you that the trail will be playing... Uh, all new and old Black Keys, 103.3, the uh, greatest rock music station in the city of Missoula, in the great state of Montana. You're listening to the greatest sports station in the state of Montana. That's 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in on SWX Montana television. Keep the calls and texts coming in. We're having fun time. We got a new phone number. It's easiest one yet to remember, 406-888-1029. You're already listening to 1029-FM. So just remember, 888-1029. You want to call us or text us and be involved in the show, we'll be happy to have you. I'm Coulter Nuanez, Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television joining me like he does each and every Wednesday here in studio. And it's now time for our Garden City Spotlight presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. You, need, you have any oral surgery needs, any sort of an emergency or you need an implant, a bridge, your wisdom teeth out. Give Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates a call or visit OralSurgicalAssociates.com today. Happy now to welcome in on the Rankish Brothers RV phone line, Carly Van Heater. She is a senior thrower for the Montana State Bobcats, a recently anointed Big Sky Conference champion in the Javelin, and now one of 13 Bobcats competing in the NCAA West Regional Track Meet this weekend in College Station, Texas. Also a Plains, Montana native. So uh, from just up the road from here in Missoula, Carly, thanks so much for joining us. How are you?
2: Good, how are you?
0: Very well. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here today. we got to circle back to what was an awesome weekend in Ogden, Utah a couple of weeks ago. I was thrilled to be able to go cover an outdoor championship because it's been so long. It's been two full years since the outdoor championships were in Missoula back in 2019, and there was no outdoor championships in 2020, which I know was a, was a uh, quite a frustrating and gut-wrenching thing for a lot of the athletes, but NCAA does the right thing to get every, give everybody an extra uh season of eligibility so they could come back and compete one more time. And I thought that was on full display at the Big Sky Outdoor Championships in Ogden. So many great performances, so many uh, stadium records, school records, all of it. It seemed like there was a lot of pent-up energy for a lot of the athletes. So just talk to us about Matt Elman. I mean, what was it like not competing on the biggest stage in, in Big Sky Conference track and field for quite some time and then actually getting an opportunity to do it after such a long time off?
2: Oh, my goodness. It was such an experience um, to be able to get back to competing. You know, I think I can speak for a lot of athletes and, frankly, everyone um, in the world that when I say um, this last year has been pretty difficult. Um, but to be able to represent MSU and to be able to represent myself, um, my hometown, my family um, at the Big Sky Conference level and then to perform like I did has been one of the most amazing things that ever ha- has ever happened to me
0: you got to take us through the throw, too. This was interesting because covering this event was wild because there was softball going on in Ogden as well. And for those that didn't listen to the show Mm -hmm. when we came back from Ogden, You had a lot of the events at the actual Stewart Stadium, the football stadium that also has Weber State's great track there. But then there was a whole other portion where all the throws events took place. But then there was also the softball field. So I was running around to three different facilities covering all this stuff, which was a whirlwind, but it was very fun. But as the track, uh, a lot of the running events were winding down, I was over in Stewart Stadium. So I was watching your uh, javelin throws on the on the live stream, but I actually wasn't there. But an awesome video on Twitter of your third and final throw in the finals when you broke the, the school record. It's just such great pure joy that everybody, that you and all your teammates were sharing in that moment. But take us through it. I mean, w- first of all, to break the school record and pop a throw like that on your last throw of the finals, that's like a dream come true as a javelin thrower, right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was amazing. Um, I... It was the final throw of prelims, and I had started a slow clap at the last home meet, and I PR'd on that. And it was my last throw in prelims, so I was like, well, maybe I start a slow clap. I don't know. Sometimes it, like, kind of sketches me out to do that. I don't want to jinx anything, but I was like, I still have finals left, so I might as well um, do this. And I just did it, and I, like, just felt the energy um, from it and was able to do it. Everything just felt... Like, it came together so well in throwing. That's kind of how it goes. Like, the best throws feel like they're the easiest. And that's that's how it was as soon as I released it. I knew it was good, but it wasn't until I saw it land where it did that I was like, oh, that's a little bit more than good and got really excited because it just kind of felt like the last year had just, like, culminated into this one... Um, this one moment and I was gonna make the most of it and that's kind of how I went into it and I think that's what I got out of it. And I have went through this last year with my teammates. They've been right along my side this whole entire time. So I think they felt that with me in that very exact moment. In fact, my two best friends um, on the team afterwards, you can see them in the video, they hug afterwards. So I just think everyone It spoke. the throw spoke for everyone and the feelings that it felt like to be competing this year and everything we've went through in the last year and to be at a Big Sky Conference Championship and I don't know it just felt like everything came together all at once and I'm super super grateful that it did
1: Hey Carly, Sean Rainey here Um, yeah you talk about the the slow clap that's almost like kind of like the Babe Ruth like calling your shot because you can't
2: you can't have a bad
1: throw after you, you start your own slow clap there (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I usually let my coaches um, start it for me I'm a little bit more timid about it but at that point I was like well if I'm going to start one I have to start it for myself because my coach was on the other side of the runway and so I was like dang I'm going to really have to commit here <laughs> I'm so glad I did though
1: What's it like um, kind of representing planes and you know obviously kind of small town Montana and uh, kind of putting planes on the map a little bit
2: here Oh, man, it's awesome, honestly, because mainly because of how much it like means to me and all of the kids there that are still there and the kids that I grew up with. Like, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around, um, you know, the great big world out there when you grow up in like kind of a small community and a small town in Montana. Um, and so being able to do what I've done and put in the work that I've done and really like believe in myself to the best ability that I have and have it pay off like this. I think it just kind of like sends a message back home saying like anybody can do this. You're just like your your biggest limit is yourself and just to like believe in yourself. So I think I really focus on that and like being a role model um, in that way, not even just in my success, just with like how I carry myself and just instilling that sense of belief within people who might grow up in small towns, might grow up with constrained opportunities um and just saying like don't stop believing because you'll
0: get there carly von heater joining us she's a montana state champion javelin thrower the big sky conference champion in the women's javelin and will compete in the ncaa west regional this weekend it's our garden city spotlight presented proudly by dr gene morris and oral surgical associates at what point did you realize that you had a special talent for javelin carly
2: Um, I actually threw turbo jab. It's like those little short plastic jab looking things in middle school. And I won a bunch of little middle school meets with it. Um, but I honestly didn't like running very much. And so I wasn't planning to do track in high school. And my mom, she was a triple jumper in, in college. And so she was like, you have to try it for one year. That was her, um, little saying that she gave me. And I tried it for one year and ended up being really successful they were like here try some events they kind of like threw me around and i tried jab, and it just kind of came naturally to me and jab's such a strange like motion that when it comes naturally to someone i think a coach is able to like realize that and say oh there might be something here and i one state my freshman year of high school and just kind of let that carry me through
0: take us through just the, the training regimen of these last uh, several years because That's another thing about track and field that's so fascinating is if you're a distance runner, for example, you can have three different seasons of track and field within a given academic year, whether it's cross-country or indoor or outdoor, whereas on the opposite side of the spectrum, javelin, it's only outdoor, right? And so how how are you able to stay Mm -hmm. sharp? Because, I mean, not having any sort of outdoor competition for so long. That must have been really tough. Yeah. But obviously you put in enough work to become a champion. So so just take us through sort of what you did to, to stay focused and stay sharp.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. There's some days that things start to get really frustrating and you watch your teammates compete indoors and you're sitting there and all you feel is like that antsiness, anxious um, anxiety to uh, compete. But I think what helps a lot is we have a great um, weight room environment Um, at MSU. My teammates and I, we go in and we work out at the same times, and it's a super high-intensity competitive environment where everyone's, you know, cheering each other on, everyone's loud, the music's playing loud, and you kind of, like, are able to find competition within the weight room in the off-season, and so I think that's, like, a huge part of being able to maintain that competition mentality when I have not been in season. Um, but other than that, you know, we just do a lot of reps indoors and throwing is a lot of, um, mentality and, um, mentally based. And so during that indoor season, it kind of gives us some time to mentally prep for outdoors, um, and just put in the time on that aspect of things.
1: You won state as a freshman. I'm always curious um, with with people from like smaller towns. Like, do you think? Because obviously, kids that go to like double A and stuff, they might have more resources yeah. and things like that. But a small town, sometimes there might not be stuff to do. So you're just uh, kind of, you know, doing it more often. And you lost to a teammate. It says right your senior year, and mm-hmm. so you had two yeah, two I of did. you that were pretty good. So like, are you just? Uh, you know, after school, not much to do in playing, so you were just hucking the jab along uh, a lot to to improve. <laughs> like, what's kind of what's the the background there?
2: Yeah, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say I put in an outstanding amount of um, time <laughs> in the off season or anything in in high school into javelin, but definitely at practice, I I put gave my all out there. And also, I have uh, a, I have to thank um, one of my coaches. He had retired. Um, as a javelin coach, um, and as soon as I started to succeed my freshman year, he came in, um, and he kind of like took me under his wing and taught me the way of javelin and just kind of like educated me on it and has, and was a great influence on me. And he actually just passed away, um, this past year. And so that has been um, something that has been motivating me also, because I would say that he has been, um, a huge, a huge part of my success thus far. Well, let's talk about the here and
0: now. Obviously, an awesome accomplishment for you yeah. to win the Big Sky Conference Championship. Mm-hmm. But work left to be done. You are down in Texas getting prepared yeah. for the NCAA West Regional. And this is this is the spot that athletes on the Big Sky aspire to be to. They aspire to get to this exact moment. So what are you doing to, to sort of stay mentally engaged this weekend? And what do you think of this opportunity you have to throw with some of the best throwers in all of collegiate track and field?
2: Yeah, that part of things is amazing um, to be able to compete at this level and see see all of these athletes. Um, but I think that my motto all season, you know, this has been just kind of a season that has been given to me as an extra, I feel like, you know, with the pandemic and everything. Um, and my motto all season has just been to be present in the moment, really just like. Addressing things as they come, not addressing them as I fear them, um, and staying away from that anxiety that comes with worrying about the unknown and everything that we've been through this past year. That's something that I've learned to um, cope with, like pretty well. And so I think that just my motto all season has been to enjoy myself and be present and celebrate my successes and learn from my failures. And I'm not really changing anything going into this meet. I'm just going to go into it confident um, and just ready to have fun and do my best. Tell
0: us the schedule because the, the heat sheets are just all over the place. So when is, it, oh, when yeah. is the actual women's javelin uh, this weekend?
2: Yeah. So it starts tomorrow um, at 1230, but I'm in the third flight and that is at two fifty five 55 um, Montana time.
0: So two fifty five. So we will have an update for everybody around the great state of Montana here on Nuanez now for all of you. After Carly Von Heater throws in the women's javelin, the third flight of the women's javelin at the NCAA West Regionals. Carly. I can't tell you how much that, how much fun that video is. If you break breaking the school record, I've watched it a million times. I love it. It's one of the best parts about track and field because when you get the mark, you know it right away, and you can celebrate it right away. I mean, it was cool even over at the track when the kid from Eastern Washington, Parker Bowden, broke the hurdles record. He saw the time, and he just broke down in tears because he just couldn't believe it. Super cool. That's what makes track and field so great. But from us here at ESPN Missoula as well as everybody around the great state of Montana, very proud of you, and we wish you the best of luck this weekend. Thanks so much for joining us here on Nuwana's Now. Thank you so much. It's our Garden City Spotlight presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. Getting your wisdom teeth out is just a part of life. If you need it done, I promise you, it's going to make your life a million times better if you go to an oral surgeon. They will be way more gentle, way more detailed. You're going to heal up quicker. You don't have to worry about the dry sockets or any of that stuff. They'll give you the nice medicine and you're going to be good to go. So if you or someone in your family got a teenager, somebody needs to get that done, Call up Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates, the proud presenter, each week of the Garden City Spotlight, highlighting some of the best athletes from around the western side of the state of Montana, particularly here in the Garden City. We got wings for you, so keep it right here. We'll tell you how to win them right after this. 1029 ESPN Missoula.
1: New is now on ESPN Radio with special guest, Sean Rainey.
0: What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having an awesome afternoon. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. It's nuanas now. I'm Coulter Nuanas It's 102.9 ESPN Missoula, or statewide around the great state of Montana, SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana is joining me in studio, as he does each and every Wednesday. And it's a wing it Wednesday, which means we got free wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. A dozen wings for you. To go enjoy yourself. Despo is a great place to go watch the NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs is rolling right now. So uh, even if you don't win the Wings, go have yourself some Wings. They are the best in the city of Missoula. And uh, you can go enjoy yourself some Wings, some beer. Three NBA playoff games on tonight. So head on down to Desperado and go check out all the action. they also great place to watch baseball and hockey, too. One of the best hockey bars in all of uh, Missoula as well. So go head on down to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. What do you got to do to win the Wings? Well, we're making it easy today. All you got to do is call us right now, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Call number four. We got a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. A text from a listener. Yesterday, we were talking about best uh, baseball movies. I was say in the Sandlot. Just watched that with my kids for the first time. Okay, we gotta talk about this. How how what is that life experience like? Because that this must be so fun. It's awesome to watch your like one of your childhood movies well, with your kid,
1: especially when you haven't watched the movie in years. Right. Um, it was, <laughs> it was hilarious when Squints kissed. Uh, Wendy Peppercorn Wendy Peppercorn for the first he's sitting in front of me and he just turns with the biggest mouth open like oh and I'm just like it was just hilarious and like the beast like he like we had to like he was just sitting just waiting to see like what the beast was and like yeah it was we watched that and then like a couple weeks ago we watched Little Rascals so like just watching all these like movies but especially like yeah the Sandlot and some of these sports movies for the first time Space Jam and stuff it's awesome
0: a text from a listener that was listening yesterday, obviously. The best baseball movie is The Perfect Game. I'm not sure I've seen that before. Uh, it's solid. I mean, We were sort of arguing between uh, Sandlot and Field of Dreams were kind of our, our top mean, two.
1: It's a, I mean, Major League is and, and, and Major, Major League, League was our third. See, but my favorite, this is going to be a different answer. My favorite baseball movie, hands down, is Moneyball. is good.
0: I love Moneyball. Have you read the book? I have not. It's a great book. Michael Lewis is an awesome have, author. I, I
1: don't really read books. Any anyway, like <laughs> what so, a mission to make on live radio. No, so well here's the thing. So like schedule wise, <laughs> like because I'm always I'm either working or I'm on I'm or on doing dad that duty. Stuff. Sure, so I, like, I, I get it. Wh- I don't know when I ever would read. The only time I would ever read is like when I get home from work at like eleven thirty. But th- but by then my eyes are too tired to read. So. I don't ever have time to really read a book.
0: You, you're an exercise bike guy, me. right? Don't you yeah, ride the bike sort of, sometimes? Yeah. Or you're more yeah. of a jogger. You're more of a jogger.
1: Yeah, I, I can't be on a stationary thing. You can't be stationary, i got to chase a ball around. I'm, I'm like a, a dog.
0: I actually find it fascinating that you sit for most of the show because you're at one of the most busy-bodied
1: people I know. Well, it's beca- no, it's because usually I, I play hoops at 6 a.m. on Wednesdays. Ah, so you're so you're my legs tired. are pretty tired.
0: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I see. I see. That's amazing.
3: I can't believe I've got to say this. I, I can't either i i'm I'm waiting with bated breath, Tommy. the <laughs> the best baseball movie, yeah in all of history comes to us from Richard Pryor and John Candy in the form of Brewster's Millions. i, I have no clue about this. Oh, I know who Richard man. Pryor is yeah, and John Candy for this. sure, but you gotta watch it right now. Brewster's Let's cancel Millions. the show and go watch this right now.
0: okay. greatest so show. I have ever. A, I have a couple I have a couple things to to fully take us down the rabbit hole here. This is actually funny. My sister-in-law texted me today and she's it, it, her 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 question of the day was name 3 perfect films, films that you thought were made perfectly. It's actually funny. I said the sandlot. I think the sandlot is a it's it's a wonderful movie. It is so well made. Mm-hmm. The kid acting is great. It's it's not raunchy or or uh, crude. It's, it's but it's it's funny if no matter if you're five or
1: fifty. Yeah, the, the best part was when it was when um you know the the sandlot crew and then you had the the bikers with the uniforms on mm-hmm. like the rich kids came up and they started having like the trash talk back and forth, and my and my four year old is like, that's kind of rude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I used the Hamilton Porter. It's going to be a short game. Yeah. Boys, it's going to be a short game. I got to make it home for lunch. I used that line growing up as a kid my well, whole life.
1: And it's also funny. I've told my six-year-old all the time, like, when he's, like, struggling to, like, put his, like, shoes on or something. Like, I'm like, you're killing me, Smalls. And he never knew what that was. And, and then, now he, gets and then it. he watched the movie. He's like, you say that all the time, Dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Tommy or Sean. We go Sean, Sean first. What are yeah. what, what are some well-crafted movies? Or what what are your, what are your perfect films?
1: Ooh, man. Um... I'm okay, so I'm more of a like in my lifetime movie guy. Sure. Like, I don't, I'm not a big, like. That's how you operate in life. What do you mean? It, yeah, it, it is. You don't know any trivia questions from before it's you were true. born. You like, don't know anything that happened before at all you were born. Before I was born. No, it really
0: didn't. <laughs> um, well the good news
1: is you're going to keep getting older so that will expand True. the amount of but I am a movie guy you know. like I've watched a sure. lot like f- from my life and past oh. sure, I have watched a ton of movies. like I my favorite movie of all time is The Departed. It's a good movie. I, I think that's Martin Scorsese. I think, Excellent. I think that is my like the the script the acting um I just I love The Departed. I also like that's kind of my favorite genre of movie. Um so the Departed is my favorite. Text from
0: a listener: They claim that besides Major League, that The Rookie is the best uh, yeah. m- baseball movie of all time. It's okay. It's
1: pretty good. There's a couple. I think it's The Rookie though. That I can't. <laughs> it is The Rookie, I believe. That, the rookie's is Dennis Quaid, right? Is yeah. that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. But like in that movie, every time he throws the ball, they they do like a rocket ship sound effect when the ball's sure? like, he's like, Whoosh! and like, once you hear it for the first time, I couldn't get over it. It just like was so distracting. Are you guys
0: ready for my Dennis Quaid story before we talk about Tommy's perfect films? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I actually don't know how much of this story I can actually tell on the radio. <laughs> Screw it. We're doing it. My parents, when we moved to Missoula in 1993, the house that they purchased and then the house that I subsequently grew up in, Andy McDowell lived in that house before. She did not own the house. She was renting that house while she was building her big uh, estate out in Nine Mile. Andy McDowell, for our younger listeners, f- was at a moment in time one of the most famous actresses in America. She had, in the early to mid-90s, one of the great uh, runs of uh, of films. She's in movies like... Um, Michael and Phenomenon and uh, sexualizing videotapes and four weddings and a funeral. And uh, she was also the the cover girl for for L'Oreal makeup line when that was the, the makeup line that all the, the gals were, were wearing. So she's, she's a very famous model and actress. For those that don't know who that is, I don't know really how you wouldn't. She's very famous. But uh, people that know uh, about her know that she has strong ties in Montana. And and her son, Justin, was one of my good buddies uh, in college. He went to school here and, and is still a good friend of mine. Um, but then Dennis Quaid ended up dating Amy McDowell. And so then when that movie was being made, the rookie, he was around Missoula all the time. And so there was some funny feelings about, uh, from the people I knew from her circles about Dennis Quaid. So here nor there, but Dennis Quaid does have strong connections to, to Montana.
1: I got a text. You got a text. text. Okay, let's go from Scott Schwartz. Okay. He says, uh, he says bull Durham. Bull Durham's a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I got to go, yeah, Sandlot, Moneyball, and Major League. Those are my top. Those are your baseball movies.
0: Yep. Tommy, how about just movies in general? What is your perfectly curated movie list? What are the three perfect films? The three perfect films, and
3: this is an inarguable thing. This is fact. This is not opinion-based. <laughs> okay. The number one best movie ever made in all of history is super bad. <laughs> now, if you,
0: nah, you laugh all you want, I but man, it is good. I think we're going. To, I think you're gonna you're teeing me up for like but, The Godfather or yeah, Legends yeah. of the Fall, Dances with Wolves. No,
3: those movies all suck. <laughs> put on Step Brothers, and then and, and you'll laugh. But put on Super Bad, and it is the most timeless, iconic movie in all of history. You don't know this about me, Tommy. I hate comedies.
0: You are a psychopath.
1: I can, <laughs> can kind of see that, though. I can kind of see Colter not. It's like
0: not that comedy. I. It's not that I don't. I shouldn't say hate. That's a wrong word. I. I would. I. That's a very slim chance that I would um, spend and or waste my time watching something that doesn't have any substance. The thing about you is that I just think you define comedy
3: differently than the masses. Where I like slapstick. Like if you fell well, down, see, you I would. I think see, I'm funny? the
1: opposite. I don't like slapstick, but I like. I like like Superbad's not really slapstick. You want to know what I think's funny? Right.
0: What. You burning your house down, <laughs> Ryan I've... Tutel trying to walk.
1: Those <laughs> things are funny.
0: Sean throwing his club across the the fairway because he just hit a horrible shot on the golf course. Hey, That's what I, while, did, I haven't
1: done that in a while. <laughs> Sean has been working on his temper I'm on the golf. course. Calm down since I've become a dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the greatest tweet of Sean Rainey's media career was when he was analyzing <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau for freaking out over errant wedge shots, and I was like, Sean, this is you. You are him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, broken a club or too. It happens. Nuana's now on a two ninety in Missoula. Okay, so here's here's my, my answer that I gave to my sister though was, The Godfather Two, Um, Apocalypse Now, Black Swan, and The Sandlot. Four perfectly curated and perfectly made films. Have you seen any of those, Tommy?
3: Random. Uh, I've seen a couple. What I I realize we're up against it. We can go on about this, but I have a list. And every time someone Ooh. asks me if I've watched a film, I put it on the list. Let's go. And I haven't. I'm up to 168 now because of The Departed that Sean referenced. I haven't seen that either. That's you not not on my seen list. The that? Departed? Oh, no, wow. I haven't. Wow. Well, you
0: have to remember that Tommy was born like uh, very recently, so <laughs> he's got. I'm getting my driver's license next week. <laughs> and soon you'll be able to see steer the steering wheel. Yeah, maybe. Movies worth watching. Movies worth remembering. Plus. What does the in state recruiting battle really mean? Does winning it really equal success in the state of Montana for the Grizzlies and the Bobcats? And where are we at with the way it's played out over the last five years? That'll be the subject of our ESPN Roundtable. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you hot. Nuanas now, 1029, ESPN, Missoula.